year what is going on everybody i'm your host rob back with another episode of from my experience podcast biff may be joining us but i am not sure but i have a very special guest with me this brother wrote a book called teach me how to love why what you don't know will hurt you I first saw this guy hanging out with a near and dear friend, one of my best friends, Mr. Russell Stewart. Shout out to Russ. Saw him hanging out, saw the book. I said, oh, let me support the brother. I support black businesses, you know what I mean? Especially the noobs. And I bought the book and I read it. And if y'all know me, that is, if you know me personally, you know the last thing I ever talk about is reading. Like, <laughs> never talk about it, don't really do it. Um, but I read the book and it literally changed my life and changed my outlook on dating. Um, and I really got to thank him for that because this book comes very highly recommended. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's a work of art, y'all. Like I've bought, I think like four copies of this book. I can't even remember cause I've sent bo the book to, to at least two people that I'm like, yo, you need to read this and do the follow-up. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Troy Spry. What's going on big time, man. Listen, I'm trying to be like you. <laughs> See better than me. I like I like that. I like that. I like that. All right. So, teach me how to love. What inspired you to write this book? Man, I'll tell you. So, I've always said I was going to be an author one day, right? I don't know why, but like when I was like in like middle school, it was crazy. But I always said I'm write a book, and it's going to be called Grown Ass Man. And <laughs> I don't know why. I was just talking. I think it was around the time of. Uh, what do you call it? Kings of Comedy when he kept, when Stead Entertainment kept talking about that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like around that time. So I always knew I was going to write a book, man. But, you know, God would have it that he helped me walk into my purpose, my calling in the relationship space, right? Mm -hmm. So I was always kind of a writer anyway. And so I started writing blogs and, you know, the audience got bigger and bigger. And next thing you know, the audience kept saying, they were like, oh, we want a book. I was like, oh, shoot, they actually really want a book. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, all right, well, I guess I got to give them a book, and so that really bought me. So, actually, the first iteration of teaching how to love is an ebook, okay, right? and it's called Teaching How to Love a Man's Journey Toward and Through Marriage, right? So, I was really just journaling, uh, chronicling what a man goes through when he takes that shift from boyfriend to like going to be a husband, right? Mm -hmm. And it was a real short ebook that's free on my website. But at the same time, I was like, I got to do something with more, with more to it. So then I gave him the second iteration of the book, which was Teach Me How to Love While What You Don't Know Will Hurt You. Because I get so tired, man. If you know my mission, my mission is better people, better mates, better relationships, better communities, right? Ooh. So that's why, that's why I do what I do. And I realized that we got to get new information if we're going to have new results when it comes to relationships, right? Yeah. You know, and if we don't get new information and new perspective, because mostly all we know is pretty much what our parents showed us if if our parents was around right right and I, the older i get the more i realize that wasn't always healthy <laughs> you know so <laughs> you start realizing that stuff you're like well, let me let me put something else out there i already got the gift i got the call and i got the purpose you know let me give them the content and so i just gave them the content i don't claim to know everything mm -hmm. by any means um, but that's kind of what my inspiration was that's why i wrote the book and i'm just blessed that it's been so well received yeah um your, the title threw me off a little bit. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, all right, is he is this like he gonna tell me what to do? Like what? <laughs> but this book, 
I think you're really connected with me because I have a lot of female friends who've been heartbroken, feelings hurt, whatever. And I've been heartbroken, feelings hurt. And, you know, me being an educator, one thing that we always preach is be a reflective thinker. Reflect, 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 reflect. Sometimes when you've been in a relationship and you've been hurt, you don't truly reflect. You go through the hurt, you deal with it, you go have random sex, you drink, you do drugs, you eat, whatever your vice is. You may reflect, but it's kind of like, it's kind of hard to come up with those reflective questions on your own. Um, But when I read your book, I realized the book is about you, meaning the reader. The book, it's like he's, you're talking to the reader. I was like, oh shit, like he's talking to me. So, (laughs) and I was like, and the more I read, I was like, wow, never thought about that. Never thought about that. And I think, um, what you really showed me and it really helped a person like me because I'm very giving, very caring. You basically were like, you need to put yourself first. Like Mm -hmm. you need to think about what you did, think about what you've been through and put yourself first. So how did you come up with like this structure? Because I think it's genius. I've never, I'm not the biggest reader, but like the way you put it together, short and sweet, the questions you ask, the methodology you use, like how did you come up with the format? Yeah, man. So um, I wanted it intentionally to be short, right? Because we got, we live in a generation where we can't keep with, hold attention very long, right? Mm-hmm. So I knew I didn't want any more than 100 pages, right? Because I knew if I put out a book that was three, 400 pages or whatever, you, people wouldn't even pick it up. Right. right. Um, so that was the first thing. I knew I wanted it to be short and sweet. But the second thing is, the more I coach people and the more I listen to information or people talk about relationships, they always blame the other person. Yep. Everything is a blame game. But I'm sitting there. I, I've always sat there and been like, there's got to be more to the story. Yep. Right. Everybody can't always be all bad. And so there's two people that got into relationships or there's two people that are guilty. It could be as simple as who you chose. Yeah. That was on you. Right. And so I wanted to, to write it in a way that made people step back and say, you know, self-reflection is the key to everything, right? What role did I play? Because we can't control anybody else, but we can control ourselves. Yep. We, we can control our mindset. We can control our perspective. We can control the information we consume. We control a lot of things, but we often think in relationship, we think we don't have any control, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, that's not a good way to be either. So I wrote it this way intentionally and I wanted it. The main thing I wanted was for it to sound like a conversation. Yes. And right? It does. Was it that, does. And that was the goal. Like, if you could pick this thing up and read it all at once, that was my goal. You know, because I wanted to tell you stories and, and you, I wanted to be like your boy sitting in the room with you, like, look, this is what happened, you know, recently. Tell me what you think about that, <laughs> you know, kind of deal. So right. that's why I did it that way. Man, um, you did a fantastic job. Um, and. Shout out to my girlfriend. I love you, baby. This, I wrote, this is how powerful this is, y'all. So, the girlfriend I have now, when I was reading this book and doing this book, like, her and I weren't talking. I'm not going to put our business out there, but we've known each other for 10 years. So, there's a lot of off and on and growth or whatever. But, I read this. I did the reflective questioning because at the end, you make everyone reflect. Or you should, anyway, at the Mm -hmm. end. Read the end. Answer those questions about yourself. And that was 2017 I read this book and she fits everything that I wrote even from then. Cause I mean, I I went, I sent her a copy of the book. I bought another copy and I sent her a copy. I said, I want you to read this so we can compare our answers. But I went back cause I have it saved on my iPad and I read the answers that I wrote two years ago. They're pretty much the same. I didn't add 
or change anything from what I wrote then. And I was like, the woman I have now fits everything that I've written. And I was like, wow. (laughs) Talk about (laughs) consistency. I was like, wow. Because I've never really taken the time to stop and reflect that deeply. Like, really stop and say, okay, how old was I? 33, 32-year-old Rob, however old I was two years ago. 32. Like, when's the last time you stopped to really reevaluate what you want and need from the other person? And when's the last time you really stopped to reflect on the role that you played? So... Now, Mm -hmm. I know this comes from experience. So as you were writing this, did it make you um, think about some of the things you've done and been through? Oh, absolutely. Um, Always. I mean, my writing holds the mirror up to my face. Mm. Right. And so for me, my my wife will tell you, she'll tell you, like, one of the best things that happened to our relationship was she became kind of like my editor. Right. Okay. And so she gets to really listen to, like, some of my innermost thoughts without me even having to say anything, right? Mm -hmm. Because everything I write is either from experience or someone else's experience. I don't write a lot of theory things. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I I research theory and I research psychology, I research all those things, but I don't write that way, you know? And so it it holds me to like, when I find myself doing stuff that I shouldn't probably be doing, I'm like, dang, you know, what would I write in a book about that? (laughs) Ah, yeah. I have to really stop myself sometimes. I'll tell you what else is done for me. It freed me. Because it freed me to do the reflection as well, right? You know, and I wasn't I wasn't always good at that. I was all I was very good at telling you what you was doing wrong, but I wasn't really <laughs> really good at telling people telling myself what I was doing wrong. Right. right? <laughs> so that's helped me a lot, man. Okay, so this last question um, mm-hmm. about the book, well, the the last question you have in the reflection the reflection section, mm-hmm. um, the takeaway, dear you. Why did you feel it was important for for you to to have the writer, I mean the reader, write themselves their their old selves or former version of themselves a letter? Oh man, it's it's something about it's something cathartic about writing, right? I don't know it's what that some, means. It's something that's freeing about it, right? Okay, it's, it's, it allows <laughs> you, you know that, that's what it is. It, it allows you to kind of put it down on the paper. It's even deeper, I think, than than talking about things, mm-hmm. right? And so I believe that's like one of the deepest forms of reflection is when you sit and write and let the pen talk for you or let the the, the keys on the board talk for you or whatever it is, because you can get into such a zone. But I wanted people to write to their old selves, essentially to say, to, to not only see how far they've come, but to see what they've been through mm-hmm. and figure out what they've learned because of that. You know, when you start, th- think about yourself three years ago, you start writing to that person like, man, if I could, if I only knew this yeah. three years ago, but then you look forward and you say, Man, I'm I'm a lot better because of those things. Yeah, oh, dang, you're making me reflect now. Uh, <laughs> that's what's up. Um, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, and that's actually the last thing that I'm working on is the letter to the old me. Um, I'm pretty good into it, but I have some more to write. Nice. And that was very helpful. I think everything before that was extremely helpful, but that letter was definitely a big help. Okay, so. You released the book. Um, I still need to get my autograph copy, but we'll talk about that off air. Uh, (laughs) um, Talk to people about the business side. What if I'm Mm -hmm. an aspiring author and I want to write a book and put it out there? Was that a grueling process or was it something that wasn't too tough? So it's funny, but I always tell people that want to be authors, like writing the book is the easy part. 
Mm-hmm. You know, marketing the book is the hard part. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like because people don't realize how much it unless you're like a big time celebrity or mm-hmm. someone like that that you already have a built-in audience. I mean, pe- why would people why should people buy from you, right? Kind of deal. So people will look at a book all day and think about it, but until it's usually a word of mouth thing. So when I say the business side, one thing I would suggest is if you're going to write a book, I self-published my book. Uh-huh. Right? I didn't go through a publishing house or anything like that. But I had to all I did was I talked to people who had done it already. That's it. Right? I just didn't recreate the will. <laughs> None of that stuff. I said, okay, let me find a few people who've written their book and self-published it. They walked me through the process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I learned the process. And then I started marketing. You know, but the one thing I'll, I'll say is on the business side of it is you don't get you don't unless you're like selling millions of copies, you don't get a lot of money off the book. Right. The money the money comes from the speaking engagements and the programs and the, and the coaching class and the things that you can market, the services you can market after the book, gotcha. right? What are people willing to pay for your skill set? That's the business side of it. You know, so people think if I write a book, I'm going to be rich. No, nah, you're going to write a book and be rich if you are a New York Times bestseller, you know, that's got a publishing company behind you, that's got a name like Steve Harvey or whatever, right? Right. That, that might do it. But Steve Harvey turned that book into what? Movies? speaking engagements, all kind of other things. Mm-hmm. You see, so that's where you really make um, the money is you got to build the platform first and then you make the money through services and things you can offer through that platform. I hope y'all listening. We about to add Biff to the call. She says she ready, so give me one second. This should be a seamless uh-huh. process. Let's see here. Come on, Biffers. Hello. There's Biff, ladies and gentlemen. Hi, guys. What's up, Biff? Hello. I'm sorry I'm late. I had some personal issues to attend to, but I'm here. It's all good. We forgive you. <laughs> no, oh, you, you forgive her. you don't got her. a choice, right. <laughs> now, I don't forgive her. Yes, you oh, do. You, oh, she, he said he don't forgive you. Uh-oh. I ain't paying him no mind. Oh. As you can see, I'm also getting my hair taken out because I got a big interview Wednesday. So. Hey. Nice. Nice. Good luck. Thank you. Well, it's already written. It's already for me. So just make sure I have a good time and do good. There you go. I like it. (laughs) All right. So, Biff, I asked him a bunch of questions about the book and what it's like to basically what's the process for someone who's thinking about doing it. He just answered that. Did you have any questions lined up, Biff, or are you about to shoot from the hip? Because I got a couple more. But okay. Yeah, where did you get your... Um, I've seen some of the points that I did notice. Where did you get these points of ladies pay specifically attention to this and men pay specifically attention to this from a lady? Where? How did you come down to your, mm-hmm. your six things you need to know? So I'll tell you, a lot of it just comes from talking to a lot of men and a lot of women. And so what you start to hear is patterns of things. Like, What are the things that people say the most or complain about the most or wish the other sex knew the most? So through my platform, I'm always I'm always gaining intel through my platform. So when I put stuff out, I'm not just putting it out just to put it out. I'm putting it out to gain intel. So now I can write and serve that audience better. Right. And I look mm-hmm. at the things like what do people like the most? What do they? What gets them going the most? What do they? Um, what gets the most reaction or the most feedback? And those are the topics I know I need to talk more about, right? And then at the end of the day, I always think too about, you know, we we're so disconnected, like when it comes to men and women, 
that mm-hmm. at the core of it all is I want us to try to understand each other better. Right? And if we would just seek to understand each other better, we would have way better relationships. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wait, now wait, 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 Biff. Hold that thought. Um, <laughs> this is a little scary. Um, because I'm I'm reading that chapter. It's called A Lesson for Ladies and then A Lesson for Men. And looking at the lesson for ladies and lesson for men, me and my girl now, we both we do all those things for each other. Um and shout out to Biff for doing some research. <laughs> Shout out to Bill for t- <laughs> I am the worst. I don't even know why. Because I do it all day at work. Like, that's my job. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that this book is like, it's, y'all, I'm not exaggerating. First of all, let's pause real quick. Tell them where they can get the book from, man. Yeah, so you can get the book on Amazon or Kindle, or just go to my site, which is Teach Me How To. That's the number two love.com so teach me how the number two love.com that'll take you to you know amazon kindle or an autograph copy but it's on amazon people are familiar with amazon right so just if you go if you just search my name on amazon short spry it'll pop up and you can go re- i encourage people go read the reviews right people are always like well i don't know why i should buy this i'm like just let the people speak for it right go read the reviews and and then make your decision Okay, now that now that we're on this subject, I do have a quick question because me and Biff did have some. We had a long talk this weekend, and mm-hmm. some things came up, and specifically um, the type of men that I tend I tend to date. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, you don't know me, but people on the show know I'm I'm the project chick. Grew up, you know, in the ghetto, da da da, all that good stuff. So that's what I'm attracted mm-hmm. to. But I'm also attracted to men that have grown. They just mm-hmm. have a background from the hood. Okay, cool. We also know that a lot of these black men or men of color tend to have some type of trauma or PTSD growing up in the hood, which is then, you know, kind of gives into like a toxic masculinity or, you know, Mm -hmm. they're they're extra hard with their feelings. And now I'm to the point where like, um, I'm with somebody talk, dating somebody, but we've reached this bridge of, because of, you know, how his past is, he's very hesitant to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I, all I can do is reassure, reassure him. But do you think there's a timeline to like, okay, now, like, come on now. Like, I've been here. I'm telling you I'm here. You can trust me. And it's like, you're still not giving me no no inch. Or is it still just let him move on his time? Yeah, it, so it's a good question. And I oh, think I'm, this sorry, been... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Because I did notice <laughs> on one of them when you were saying... um as far as men need to be vulnerable and you you made you said you made a i think i read you made a comment and said that um women always ask men how they feel so they can reassure themselves but Mm -hmm. that's not me i always ask him how he feels because i want to know genuinely know how you feel now Mm -hmm. yes i do ask i do ask i do i will admit i do ask frequently like how do you feel so i can make sure we're still on the same level and we're still you know communicating and still eye to eye on the same page but it's not to oh, what do you feel about this? Like, no, I can have a straight-up adult conversation, but I'm not necessarily asking you how do you feel about me. I'm asking you how do you feel, and I can't even get the Mm -hmm. how do you feel without trying to have the like. I don't want to, you know, I don't never want to budge or make somebody feel uncomfortable. Because that's when they're not going to talk to you. Well, I think it's, it's a few things, right? For a lot of men, especially, you know, black men, the idea of feelings is seen as weakness, right? And so we've been conditioned that way. <laughs> and that's not a good thing. Um, yeah. Because emotional support is what we need in relationships, right? Our spouses mm-hmm. need that. 
um, the thing that you the thing that you got to really decide though is, are you are you are you supposed to be his woman or his therapist, mm. right? And, and so I see so many like women put themselves in situations where they end None. up being the, the the guy's therapist and the one that's trying to make him learn how to to feel no, instead see, of see, I, I, I'm sorry to cut you off, but I get what you're saying. I'm not trying to get him to feel anything. I'm not trying to get him to specifically express his trauma. I'm trying to get him to express himself. His comment, yeah. I always ask him, how do you feel or what's the issue? And he always says, no, I'm all right. I'm not wanting to talk about my problems. I don't want to mm-hmm. be your therapist because some things are deeper to me. I'm not licensed. I don't know, you know what I'm saying, how to fix trauma per se. I got my own trauma I'm dealing with. I have my own issues, so that's not my place to do that. But I do, I do, I have seen women that do turn into the therapist or they turn into the doctor or let me be, they turn into a mother instead of a significant other. Exactly. And yeah, well, so I don't want to be his mom be sim- and I don't want to come off mommy. That you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to. No, I get it. And you can be supportive, right? And you can provide the environment and the, everything for a man to make them feel um, like they can trust you with their feelings. But at some point, there has to be fruit from that tree, right? Because I always look at it this way. How long, people will say, well, uh, you know, how long should I wait? Well, how long do you have to waste, right? You have to think about that. Um, so it's, it's not to be cold, right? I'm not saying that to be cold in any way, because I think that everybody needs some a little bit of support. But the other person has to be trying, Right. Yeah, it's, now, it's not that he doesn't try. I've seen I've seen small inklings and small progress. I can tell just like throughout conversations, but it's never it's nothing direct. I can always I, I can tell this growth because through conversations he'll start including stuff here and there from the past that he never spoke about. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's okay, good. but every time I, yeah, that's good. But it's like when I ask directly, it's mm-hmm. like a block. Automatic block. What, what, no. what you gotta say too is men will communicate when they're ready to communicate, right? Yeah. And so a lot of times we get the issue pushed, like, you know, you want to know right then and there, but usually we have to process before we communicate, right? So it's okay to, to create that environment, allow that person to know that they can trust you. The number one thing to do, though, is make sure that when we do start to open up, that you spend more time listening and less time talking, right? And then we should never hear any of those things come back to haunt us. Nothing right? should be weaponized. Exactly. But that was exactly. also a point that he brought up. And I do, I have noticed that among, that was sort of a, um, uh, a riff among the black community between black men and women, especially we use mm-hmm. words. I hate when people say words don't hurt, words hurt. Yes. And mm-hmm. words and feelings can be weaponized. And that's one of the big reasons why he told me I'm not big on telling my feelings or expressing myself because every time I did, it was weaponized against me. Yep. So That's I understand awesome. where you're coming from, but it's like at the same time, it's like, look, man, like we're adults. And it's like, like you said, how much time do you have to waste? Like, Well, well I, also, I think here's the question that, to say. Sometimes you have to you have to make it less about them and more about you, right? And say, hey, these are some of the things I need to feel. You know, I need these things to feel close to you, right? I, I need these things to feel. These are some of my emotional needs, right? And so once you start to express that, then when, when we really love you, we'll make those sacrifices. You see oh, what I mean? Oh, we ain't at no love yet. Come on, Joe. Oh, well, we're, 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 <laughs> we're, we're with you. Now. Hold on now. Hold we ain't in love. Hold on now. What if you jump in the head? So, so you're asking this man to, to tell you all about how he feel, though. 
Right? You asking him to share yeah, but that's tra- a part trauma. Of, but that's a part of dating somebody. Before, I refuse to be a person that sees somebody and just because I like you, oh, be my boyfriend. No, because that's the reason why my last relationship fell apart. I got, I whirlwinded, had a whirlwind romance and got so quickly and so caught up in the R word. I have to have a title. I have to, you know, you have to be living with me. We have to be together. We have mm-hmm. to be this. And that shit was just chaos and complete a shit show. From beginning to end. <laughs> so you're taking, so you're taking your time now, which is good. Yes. Now I, I have learned that it's a, it's okay to learn somebody. It's okay to, to build a friendship. It's okay not to rush. Like, yes. yes, we are not officially together, but exclusively dating, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exclusively if you, dating. Like, that's, by that's all great. means, if you want to step out, then go ahead. But it's our own personal choice not to, because we, you know, we're with each other. I like it. There's just no title. But that's because we, matter of fact, we just had this conversation maybe last week because he misconstrued mm-hmm. what I said to him and I made him understand coming from my perspective, mm-hmm. I don't want that right now. We need to work on a friendship and work on who we are and our image first before we can even say we boyfriend, girlfriend. Gotcha. But but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing you got to think about is you're practicing for the real show. Right? And so you you need someone, obviously, that can express themselves. And so if you need someone that can express themselves, you have to look for those behaviors now. If you don't see those behaviors now, you can't expect them to just all of a sudden come at some point. So you really yeah. got to think about that. You really got to think about and identify those behaviors and say, you know what? Could I be in a long-term relationship with someone who can't express themselves? Right? Because that's a, that's a, a that's going to end up well, being so a Well, that's the difference. It's not that he can't, it's that he won't. Mm. So he won't. So... So but again, that there, comes to that comes to us. We're still building. There you go. Well, that's okay. If you still so just met somebody, some and you're, yeah, you're still building. I, I understand that, but it's just I'm. Sometimes How much time little, has it been, Biff? Okay, we started maybe talking around November, and it kind kind of got serious, serious around January. Okay. Okay. So November, December, January, February, so about almost about five months. Four, five yeah. Months. But yeah, okay. like the first two, I didn't go lie. The first two months, it was really some cut buddy shit. So it really ain't been but two months, three, three months. Yeah, you got a yeah, you yeah. So you have to develop some patience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's uh, all uh-oh. I can really say. Um, <laughs> no, for real, because like. No, but if you know me, like Biff, no, like this is extremely good for me. Yeah, it is. It is. Because like, normally I'm the one running away. Like the yeah. guys are like, "Yo, what's up?" And I'm like, ah! "You know." Mm. And now you know how you've been making all those people feel. But I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't want to force nothing on him, though. That's right. the thing. Like, only thing I want him to do is just I want him to realize that I'm not here to hurt you. Like I'm in your corner. He- he might know that it just it takes time like i still do that with my girl now like and i've known her for 10 years you know what i'm saying like it's i'm well you know i've known y'all this i met y'all at the same time so like it's like those things and then i but what really helps is she reciprocates and i know you reciprocate with him you know so it's it's yeah. just it's just y'all rhythm man and it's just we had mm-hmm. to grow together we had to go through some stuff we had to have you know some disagreements some disconnects some reconnects for us to come back to each other to realize okay you always come back and you're always consistent um i know i can really 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 trust you because we really trust each other so like with yeah, everything great. so but that just it took time like a lot of time 
whole lot of time. And the other, and the other question is, how much are you sharing, right? Oh, you know? I'm, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm an open book. So you're open. I'm definitely, okay. yeah, I'm so definitely he, open so he, book. So he trusts more... that you're open with him too, then that's good. Yes, now he did. He already told me he trusts me. He's already said that he trusts me. Mm-hmm. Now, to what extent, I don't know. <laughs> baby steps. Baby yeah, steps. Yeah, again, like I said, that's baby steps because just like he feels that same way, I said the same thing. I do trust you, but am I going to tell you my deepest, darkest secret right now? No, we're not in a position for me to tell you my deepest, darkest secret. Yeah. There you go. So if but at I'm, some point it'll develop, all all you got to be doing is seeing progress, though. Like if you were seeing no progress, then you got a question. Yeah, no, 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 no. I see progress. I definitely see progress. You just want more. I want more. I want him to be more vulnerable with me. It'll mm-hmm. come. But because, but because, yeah, but because I know of his past and you know toxic masculinity, and then yeah. Biff, you know a little bit more. But I've told you a little bit more about him. Yeah. So. Yeah, it only makes sense. But I was just, I was just, you know, it's the first time I've encountered this. Because normally, yeah. like, I can get almost anybody to open up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost because I just, I have a very mothering spirit. I'm very maternal. Like, I don't mind. You can talk to me about anything. I, I'm a confident. Like, I will take secrets to the grave. And it's like, it's the first time ever I'm meeting somebody that's like, so? It's yeah. like, well, damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. It's it's a weird place. Like as vulnerable as I am with my girl, like I don't. You know, I don't like it. I always say I'm a Mitch whenever I talk to her. She's like, "Don't say that, babe. You can talk to me." But I'm like, <laughs> I'm just not used to being this sensitive. Like I need my male hard, thuggish, ruggish exterior to let you know. But like it's like, ooh, like I'm letting her know like these feelings. Like she know all the feelings. Like. She'll know mm-hmm. exactly what buttons to press if she wants to press them. She'll right. know exactly what to say. But I have to trust her and know that I trust her on the level of I know she would never do that. And I also yeah. know that because she does those same things with me. Like we've shown each other our most vulnerable sides, like to the extreme. And it's like, okay, this is everything. Like I feel like there's very little I don't know. And if if there's something I don't know, it's probably because, oh, we never brought that up or we never talked about it. But like the important stuff is mm-hmm. there cuz it's like we're both the type of people where it's like, look, we're going to do this or not. Like <laughs> yeah. You, here's me, okay? Let uh-huh. me see you. We're going to do this or not. And I've always been that's like it. that. So that's but it. So you see those the human part of you. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Biff, anything else? Bip. Okay, Biff is oh, off. Me- oh. Yep, do your thing in the background. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> all right, so she got a free session out of you. Um, yeah. you, you now, you said you it's have... Oh, don't even do that. Don't even do that. Wait, tell people about the uh, the services you provide. Yeah, so I do personal coaching, like one-on-one and couples coaching. Um, so notice I said coaching, not counseling. Mm-hmm. Right, so I'm not a I'm not a therapist or a counselor. I'm a coach, um, and there's there's levels to this thing. I don't have a license in therapy, so a lot of times I have to refer people out if I feel like they're dealing with really deep trauma mm-hmm. type things. That's not really what what I'm designed to do. What I'm designed to do is is to figure out where you are, and then help you get to where you want to be, right in your relationship. What a lot of therapists do is they kind of go back and figure out where you were. And what and what brought all this stuff upon you, kind of deal, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. I'll, I I do speaking engagement, so I speak to you know, at colleges, I speak at you know conferences, um, places that people you know anything anything relationship or dating oriented. 
I'm speaking at it, you know? And so I've got a number of different topics I talk about there. Of course, I got the book. I also do these things you saw me do with Russ. I do conversation parties in the city, mm-hmm. right? And so the one that Russ and I did together was called For the Love of Money, where we talked about all things romance and finance, right? Mm-hmm. So I do those in the city. So those are kind of the, the three, four things that I do with my services. How can they get in touch with you? They want these services? Oh, just just go to my website, exclusivethoughts.com. That's X-K-L-U-S-I-V-E thoughts.com. That's X-K-L-U-S-I-V-E thoughts.com. Once you go there, you can find me on any other platform. So that's where I am. All right. Um, in closing, because I know you got to go, um, I really appreciate the conversation. Thank you for writing this book. It really definitely helped me and it uh, helped change my perspective on dating and women. What advice do you have out there? Give some advice to the young men who are dating, the young women who are dating, anyone who's maybe losing hope, like I was losing hope at one point in time. What advice do you have for the people out there? So two, so two things that come to mind immediately is, uh, number one, start with you, right? So start with you. Start figuring out what you really want, what you really need, you know, what are the triggers that you have. Um, really do that deep self-reflection, Right. Um, and I think the second thing I would say is it only takes one, right? So you might be discouraged in dating or whatever it is, but it only takes one person to build a life with, right? Mm. So that's the second thing. And the third and final thing I would say is when it's right, it's easy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's right, yeah. it's easy. So we spend so much time in these, I, I call it struggle love, right? We get conditioned <laughs> to think that struggle love is like the thing. <laughs> No, for real. Like I, I agree to the women, to the women about that. Like, um, you shouldn't have to be no. You know, every love isn't built from the ground up. Sometimes mm-hmm. you were. Sometimes you got yourself together, and you meet somebody that got themselves together. You don't have to necessarily struggle to have a good lo- uh, love story. There you go. You know what I do? You can meet somebody people. at any time, and they can be the perfect person. Whether they, yeah. whether you meet them when you're struggling, or meet them whether you got everything secure and in the bag, it don't matter. Don't matter. When it's the right person, it, it flows, right? It, it's easy. You don't have to struggle with it. And I always tell people, ask if you ever talk to people who are real in real healthy relationships, ask them most times how they got into it. And usually the story that they tell you is not a struggle love story. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So those are my three things. Start with you. Number two, it only takes one. And then number three, when it's right, it's easy. All right, Troy, I'm going to get all of your uh, links and all that good stuff so I can post it. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of From My Experience Podcast. Don't forget to tell a friend about us. You know you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube. Don't forget to join the group From My Experience Podcast on Facebook, FME underscore podcast on Instagram. You can email us, Podcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, hit us up. Biff, you got anything else? Uh, nope, just do my regular closing remarks. Um, you guys, we love you. I'm glad you guys listened to my therapy session. I know a lot of women can relate. <laughs> I know a lot of women can relate to that. So I hope you guys take that and use it and have harvest healthy relationships. Um, other than that, everybody, you stay black, stay proud, stay you, stay down, and we will see you next week. All right. Thank you for joining us again, Troy. Peace. Appreciate y'all. All right. Peace, peace. y'all.